This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, hey, I hope you got some notes there because listen, you're going to, I'm telling you what, I'm going to get into this and you're going to wish you had notes. I, I'm telling you, okay? And, and I know you might not be a note taker, but I'm telling you, I am giving you a cheat sheet, okay? How many of you guys, when you were in school, ever cheated on a test? A few of you, a few of you, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what this is. That sheet that you walked right past thinking, I don't need one of those, you'll pick one up when you go out. I guarantee it. Because, uh, you know, as I was getting ready for today, I was going to go one direction, thought I was going to kind of maybe, you know, go a little bit deeper on, you know, we're in a a series right now on Sundays called Pursue. And uh, I thought, well, we could go deeper on that, that, that concept. Um, but I decided, I actually went up to get a, a cheeseburger for lunch. Let's just get real with it. And uh, I got out of the truck and I opened up the door and I said, and I said, people need encouragement. And so that's what we're going to talk about. How many of you guys need encouragement? Listen, here's the deal. You may not need encouragement. You might be a person tonight here and you, you might need encouragement. And, and this, is, this is great. But you might be like, ah, man, I'm doing really, really good. I, I, I don't need any encouragement. But here's, here's what I want you to understand. Um, there is somebody in your life that needs encouragement. And you are the person that, that God will use uh, to, to deliver encouragement to a person. You, you, you guys, we, we, we as believers are not meant to just take up space. Do you know that in this earth? We're, we're, we, we have something inside of us. God's placed something inside of us that is not just for us. It's for mankind. It's for the people that are around us. It's for the people that are lost. It's for people that are, that are just, you know, in need. And so we just have to, we got to get past ourselves, you know, and, and I'm not trying to bash on anybody, but it's like, man, if, if we would just act upon what it is that God's placed in our lives, um, He'd use us in mighty ways. And I think if we just begin to take some small steps, even if you think I'm not even, you know, I'm not equipped, I don't have what it is that I need, if you'll just begin to take some steps with what it is that you do have on the inside of you, you will watch as the Lord will just bring back to your remembrance things that you're like, I don't even know where that came from. Last week, I I woke up, you know, out of a dead sleep, and and sometimes it'll be just a phrase, like a, a scripture phrase, and I have to Google it. You know, it's like, where's that verse at? You know, and, 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 and I think sometimes, you know, that's, that's the Holy Spirit at work. And that he'll do the same thing for you. You'll be like, where did, on earth did that come from? Well, it's the Holy Spirit. He's helping you. So I got to get into this because I don't have a lot of time. And I know you guys like, you guys are like, you're going to be looking at your watch like, hey, Pastor Michael, it goes till eight o'clock. <laughs> uh, so tonight's, the title of tonight's message is throw me a rope. Throw me a rope. I love water skiing. I grew up water skiing, and uh, uh, thankfully, I get to take my kids skiing. Uh, our family loves to go boating and 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 water ski. And uh, you know, you know, when you get in the water and you're getting ready to ski, you you know, when when I get in the water, I put the ski on, and I'm like, all right, throw me the rope, right? Because that, you got to have a rope to ski. You know, when someone is drowning. What, do, what are they yelling? They're struggling. They, they can't handle where they are. Maybe they're going under. Maybe they got a nostril, like just one nostril above water. And, and they're saying, help, help. I, I need help. Throw me a rope. 
throw me a rope. So tonight, I'm going to throw you a rope. That's what this, that sheet that's sitting in your, in your lap is, 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 it's a rope. And, you know, we all know that life has pressures, You know, it it can be struggles in relationships. It can be struggles in marriages. It can be health-related issues. It could be financial. It could be a a job. It could be a business that you run. Uh, I mean, I think we could all raise up our hand and say there's been been times in our lives where it's challenging, and and, and there can be times where we feel like we are literally drowning, And, and it's like, help me, help me. Somebody throw me a rope. You know, and, and so, you know, any of these can bring stress, they can bring pressure, they can bring fear, they can bring anxiety, uh, they can cause us to faint in our mind, they can cause us to lose hope and give up, and we can feel like we're going under, and we're just like, I need a rope, somebody throw me a rope, you know, and so maybe that's where you're at, and as I said before, maybe you're not there, maybe you're just good, everything's great, you're, you're you know, just loving life and things are good and but you need to know that you have been given the task to throw somebody else a rope look what it says here in Hebrews 10 verse 24 and let us consider how to stir up one another right so he's saying let us consider how we can stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting meeting together as some would be the habit but encouraging one another throwing one another a rope right I got an amen from the little tyke. (laughs) But listen to what Paul said, okay? Listen to what Paul said. Because, you know, let's bring it back to reality. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 says, Paul said, we are pressed on every side with troubles. How many of you guys have ever been pressed on every side with troubles? But we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are uh, hunted down, but we are never abandoned by God. Thank you, Father. Right? It goes on to say, we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed through suffering. Our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So what Paul is saying is saying, listen, you're going to be pressed. You're going to be troubled, but you're not going to be crushed. There are going to be times in life where, where you get knocked down. There's going to be times where you're perplexed. Anybody in here ever been perplexed? There's been times where it's like, I, I, I got nothing. I don't know what to do here, Lord. You know, and those are the times that we're perplexed. But thank God we're not abandoned by him, right? And so, you know, in your notes there, at the end of your rope, you need to remember that there is hope. At the end of the rope that you're holding on to, that's like, this rope isn't working, Lord. I need a bigger rope. Throw me a rope. I'm drowning. You got to remember that at the end of your rope, there is hope. Christ has won the victory over death, and we can have, and we are going to have eternal life. He's won the victory. And so, you know, you have to understand that, that, that you know, in these places where we feel like there is no hope, and we feel like, man, the, the, we're going under, there is hope. We just gotta, we gotta remind ourselves of what that is and what it looks like. Proverbs 12, 25 in the, in the living translation says, the anxious heart, uh, anxious hearts are very heavy, but a word of encouragement does wonders. That's what tonight is. 
It is a word of encouragement to you. And, 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 and you need to stick this in your back pocket because there's going to come a day where you're going to need a word of encouragement. And it's not my words. It's the words of our Father. It's the word of God, right, that brings this encouragement that does wonders. His word does wonders. Do we value it? We've been talking about that. Like, do we value it? Do we look at that? Do we look at it that way? Because we should. We should look at the word of God, that, that this is my hope. This is my rope. This is what's going to bring me the encouragement that I need to get through what it is that I'm dealing with. Because that's the truth of the matter. Proverbs 3 throws us a rope when we so desperately need it. Proverbs 3 is kind of the, the verse of scripture that I'm going to use to just kind of use it for a couple three points. How many of you guys like three points? Yeah, I do too. So, you know, everybody remembers things in threes, right? Proverbs 3, 5 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And so tonight, the first thing I want to look at here is this first verse that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So number one is, what am I leaning on? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. If you find yourself in a place that's hopeless, if you find yourself in a place where it's like you need a rope, the question is, is what are you, what are you leaning on? You know, we lean on a lot of different things at times. We can lean on our intellect. We can lean on our abilities. We can lean on the list goes on. There's so many things. One, one that we, we've seen here, leaning on unstable things. How many of you guys have ever leaned on a, on a railing and it like fell away? That's unstable, you know? My, my, my uh, uh, cousin did that at a tr in a tree house that I built. It was an unstable railing. He fell out and broke both of his arms, okay? So he was just leaning on something that, that he shouldn't have been, had any confidence in, right? And we do the same thing. We, we lean on things that are unstable. First Timothy says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So what's it saying? It's saying don't trust in uncertain riches in this scripture. That's money. But you know what? We could take that scripture and we could go a lot of different directions with it when it comes to, you know, uncertain things that we have a tendency to trust in. He's saying don't do it. Do not trust in uncertain things in life, but trust in God. You know, another thing that we can do along with uh, trusting in unstable things is we can trust in, man, in man's wisdom. Look what it says in Proverbs 3, 5. It says, don't try to figure out everything on your own. How many of you guys have ever done that before? I do it on a weekly basis. <laughs> like, let's just be honest, right? It's like, you know, we're trying to figure things out sometimes. We're trying to think this thing through. We're trying to get, it, get a grasp on it with our own little, little brain, you know? And Proverbs is saying, don't try to figure it out. Everything on your own. You know, it's stressful, and then those stressful, and in those challenging moments, that's the temptation. It's the temptation to lean on trying to figure it out. Why? Because we're, we're tired of being in that place. We're tired of going through it again and again. We really want some relief from what it is that we're going through, and so what do we do? We, we're, I'm, I'm going to figure this out so I can have some relief in my life. You know, years ago, I found myself needing a rope. 
and I was doing all of the wrong things. I was looking at this and I was looking at that. I was talking to this person and talking to that person, you know, about the situation, leaning on my own understanding. And then I came across this scripture, you know, that, 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 because I was just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to see if there's somebody that, I mean, you know, the Bible talks about getting godly counsel and wisdom, but the problem was, is that I wasn't going to the word of God to get the rope that I needed. I was just trying to figure it out on my own. And so look what it says here in Proverbs 17, 24, in the message version, it says that a percept, uh, uh, the perceptive find wisdom in their own front yard, Fools look for it everywhere but right here. And that's the scripture that I was like, oh my gosh. I've been out leaning on my own understanding, trying to figure this out, you know, just as this other scripture said in Proverbs, just looking everywhere, trying to, trying to get that answer, trying to get the rope that, that I needed. You know, um, and I think that we do that. We, we are looking everywhere when it's right there. The word of God, it is right there. And, and, and so we just have to trust. We gotta look to him. You know, when we, when, when we teach someone to ski, when I ta- teach my kids how to ski, um, it's, it's funny because a lot of times if they're not comfortable in the water with big skis on, you, you throw them the rope. And, and once they're, they're, they're just flailing around, thrashing around, you know, trying to, trying to get the rope and, you know, you, you, you tip over in the water and it's kind of uncertain and, and things like that. And so sometimes when you're driving the boat, it's like they'll, they'll miss the rope and, and they get really upset and aggravated. And it's like, I'm just the driver. I'm trying, you know, I'll get you the rope. And, and, and they struggle and they're trying. And you just tell them, just relax. It's going to be okay. We'll get you the rope. You know, I'm going to come back around, you know. And, and that's exactly what we do sometimes is that we are, we're in our own strength trying to figure it out. We're like that person that's in the water that's new and trying to, trying to get the rope. And, 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 and we're like, Lord, wh- wh- why, why did you miss me? Why, why, why are you not throwing me the rope? Why, you're a terrible driver, Lord. Why, why won't you swing through and get me the, the rope in a quick manner? And, and, and so we can't try to figure it out. You know, and, and wisdom, the wisdom that you need in your life is in your lap or in your own front yard. It's, it's, it's right there. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, in this next portion of the scripture, we've looked at trust in the Lord and lean not. It says in verse 6, in all of your ways, submit. Submit to him. What does submit mean? It means to accept or to yield to. How many of you guys like yielding? I don't like yielding. Like when I'm getting on an interstate, it's like hammer down. Like you're going to yield to me. That's, that's kind of my attitude. But don't we kind of have that attitude when it comes to the things of God? And we, you know, it's like, we don't want to yield, but, but he's saying right here in our lives, we have to submit to him. We got to yield to him in, in all of our ways. You know, Proverbs tw- uh, 3 and uh, 5 in the message translation says, listen for God's voice in everything you do. Listen. So we're, ta- we're still talking about getting this rope that he wants to toss to you. So number two in your notes is, is what are you listening to? Or, or you could say, what are you yielding to? Um, number one thing you could be yielding to is the enemy because the enemy, he wants to keep you down. 
He wants to keep you feeling like you just got one nostril above water and he wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to give up. He wants you to stop trusting in him. He wants you to do all these things that have nothing to do. He wants you to lean on your own understanding. And so, so if we yield to that, and we listen to that, we listen to those thoughts and those ideas and those suggestions that he brings to our life, what are we doing? We're yielding to him. And man, we just continue to struggle and flail away in the, in the water, so to speak, just like you know that new skier, they're looking for the rope, Lord, where are you at? Why are you not, you know, where are you? Where's my help at? And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to keep you in that place. But, but the question is, what are you listening to? What are you yielding to? You should be yielding to what God has said and what he has promised. Now, you gotta, you gotta understand something here. What has he said? You know, as I looked at this and as I studied this out today, you know, it's amazing. If you just Google encouragement, all the scriptures that come up for encouragement, it's so cool because it's like, there's scriptures of what he has instructed us to do. I mean, I could have hundreds. And then there's, there's scriptures when it comes to encouragement of the promises of what he will do for you. You know, and so, so what he has said and what he has promised. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna look at what he has said. What has he told you and I to do? First Corinthians 4.17 says, that, it, that is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you, get this, to remind you of my ways in Christ. <laughs> How many of you guys ever need reminding? <laughs> in those moments where you're struggling and you feel, like, you feel like you're going under, that is a time that you need some reminding. And so in this case, Paul sent Timothy, why? To remind the believer. Sometimes we just have to be reminded, and that's okay. My wife, she has to remind me continually of, of the things that, <sighs> dropping the ball there, you know. Thank you, Rach, for reminding me of that. And as believers, sometimes we just don't get it right every time, and so we need some encouragement, and we need reminded. And unfortunately, we leak. Did you know that? I mean, we leak in the word. We leak, you know, and we have to, we're like a basketball that leaks the air. And so we got to put the word back into our life and, and, and get ourselves back up where it is that we're supposed to be. And so we have to renew our thinking to what it is that he said. God's word reminds you of his way. Romans 15, four says it this way. For whatever was written in the former days was written for your instruction. Did you know that? The things that we see in the Old Testament were written for our instruction instruction as a believer. Why? Because we leak. Why? Because we need instruction. Why? Because we need reminding. We looked at all these things that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, what? We might have hope. When we're in despair and things are going bad, I mean, it doesn't matter what the situation is, we need hope. And that's what the scriptures do. And so we have to just like, we got to internalize this, folks, that, that, that the word of God is exactly what I need. The word of God is my rope in, in those times of stress. And so we have a rope and it is his word. We have hope in, in his word. It's instruction, it's encouragement so that we have hope. His word is your hope when you are drowning. God's word is your rope in your notes. God's word is your rope. But we have to remind ourselves and we have to allow it to instruct us. 
What has he said to us? What's the instruction? You know, that's the thing, man. Sometimes when, when that new skier's out in the water, it's like you're instructing him, just relax. I'm gonna get you the rope. Just take a chill pill. I got You missed the rope because you reached with the long, I said your left hand and you reached with your right hand. So I'm gonna go around again and I'll bring you the rope. Just relax. You're not gonna die. Everything's gonna be okay. And I think sometimes that's what the Lord is saying. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm coming back around. And and, and my timing might not be your timing, but just relax, I'll get you the rope, it's gonna be okay. And so what are the things that he said? The things that he said to us to do. Number one, come. Matthew 11, 28, you guys know a lot of these scriptures. I'm just putting them in a row for you. That's that little cheat sheet for you. Number one, come. Matthew 11, 28 says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We can't just keep on going down the road of life doing what we do, leaning on our understanding, doing our own thing, and say, Lord, help me. Throw me a rope. Throw me a rope. I'm going to keep on doing this. Just, I need you to throw me a rope. No, no. He says here, what? Come to me. And it leads us to the next thing that we're supposed to do is, number two, cast your burden on him. F- Psalms 55:22 says, cast your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you and he will never permit the righteous to be moved. Another scripture that you all know, 1 Peter 5, 7 says to cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So we got to stop. We got to stop flailing away around in the water, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out where that rope is. Just come to him cast your burdens on him, take a chill pill, relax, give it to him, and that leads us to number three. We need to wait on him. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary, and they will walk and not grow faint. Wait on the Lord, guys. We don't like to wait, though. How many of you guys like to wait? How many of you guys are patient in here? Anybody in here? Not a one of you. That's what I thought. So this point is going to be super challenging for all of you to just wait on the Lord. Really, Brian? I have to wait? Yeah, you have to wait. That's what he said. He said, come. He said, cast your burdens. And he said, wait on the Lord. Unless we wait, we will not receive strength. Unless you wait. Not me. I don't have to wait for you. I just have to wait for myself. I have to wait on the Lord for strength for myself. The problem is we don't like to wait. And I just had to raise the hands and nobody raised their hand in here. You're all impatient. And so I know that. And so look at this picture. I I took this picture the other day when I was at this great place. Look at this. Serving you is our calling. That's Chick-fil-A. Serving you is our calling. Number one, let's just clear this up, okay? Serving you is our calling should not be the mission statement of a fast food restaurant, okay? That should be the mission statement of the church. Serving you is our calling. Serving people is our calling. Okay, now that I got that out of the way, I looked it up because I was just curious. I thought, I love, I love Chick-fil-A. And, and when I go to there, I am never found to be impatient when I'm driving through their drive-thru. I am very patient. I, I'm, I'm thankful for Chick-fil-A. I look forward to, you know, uh, uh, the, the fries and the chicken sandwich. And sometimes, I'm, if I'm going to just tell the truth on telling myself, I'll even order a little eight-pack of those chicken nuggets on top of the order that I already did. 
Woohoo! <laughs> I'll run an extra mile the next day or something, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I never find myself impatient when I'm sitting in that line. And so I looked it up. I'm like, I wonder what the average time of a, of a wait at Chick-fil-A is. Did you know that Chick-fil-A is the slowest in the industry? Five minutes and 12 seconds. They're the slowest of all the fast food chains uh, that are out there. Can you believe that? And you guys are wondering, well, what's the fastest? I wondered the same thing. Taco Bell, three minutes and 42 seconds. You can have your food. I know, you're shaking your head. The one in Council Bluffs, no, no, no bueno. It'll take you 15 minutes to get your food. That's inside the point. You're impatient, okay? And that's the point. When we're impatient. But guys, our culture and our world has created people that are impatient. It has caused us as believers to live our lives based upon the reality that, you know what, Chick-fil-A is here to serve me and I should have what it is that I need. I should have that rope that's gonna help me in my situation in five minutes and 12 seconds. And if it doesn't show up, gosh darn it, where are you, Lord, right? Where's my chicken nuggets? Or where's my taco? Or you got my order wrong, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So Psalms 31, 24 says this, be strong and let your heart take courage. All of you who wait, say it with me, wait. Say, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. See, here's the other side of it. Spending enough time for it to bring the encouragement. We don't spend enough time. It's like we go to the Word and we want the encouragement. It's like, well, I read a few scriptures. I'm not, I don't feel very encouraged. Well, guess what? When you have a Chick-fil-A or a Taco Bell mentality when it comes to waiting on the Lord, you're not going to be encouraged. You're going to be let down. You know, and, and the other side of this is think about this, guys. When you're, when you're stressed out and things are not going well and you're stirred up and you're agitated and you're, you're consternated and all the words that, that follow that, it's going to take some time in the word to settle you down. Am I the only one? No. I mean, sometimes it takes hours. I'm like, Lord, help me. The same thing is true for you. We have to wait on the Lord. And you know, some of us are harder than others, I'm sure, for the Lord. It takes more work. You know, the ones that are really, really impatient, the Lord just has to work extra time. So you've got to wait longer. And I think sometimes his sense of humor, he probably makes you wait longer. And then he brings the encouragement. Those who wait will receive strength when they need it. You want the strength? You're going to have to wait. You don't, your flesh don't like that. How many of you guys' flesh likes to wait? No, it doesn't. But if we want the encouragement when we need a rope, God, help me, send me a rope, guess what? You're gonna have to wait. You gotta come to him, gotta cast a burden on him, and you gotta, and you gotta wait. So we come, we cast, we spend time waiting, and then four, we lift up our eyes. Psalms 121, verse one, I don't know, one or eight, doesn't matter. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let uh, my foot be moved and he will keep me, he, he will keep me. So that's a great encouragement to you guys that, that, that we have to lift up our eyes. And, and I think once we get into that place where we come and we cast our burdens and we, we wait on him and we allow him to encourage us, we get our eyes off of down and off of what's going on and the situation and things around us and the people who are letting us down and we get our eyes going 
to the place where our help really comes from, and that is from him. Our help comes from him. Our help doesn't come from the, the mother. It doesn't come from the father. It doesn't come from the grandparent. It doesn't come from the coworker. It doesn't come from the, the you, know, you know, there is counsel that we can be received there, but man, when we are leaning on their understanding, we're gonna be, it's gonna be a short rope and it ain't gonna get us out of the hole that we're trying to get out of. So we have to lift up our eyes because that's where our help comes from. And number five, we're still talking about the things that we need to be doing, things he told us to do. Number five is we need to pray. And you guys know this scripture, Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything. In everything by prayer, in everything by prayer, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then what? And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Right? So, so here we are, man. We want the rope. We're going under. We're, I got a nostril. God, give me some peace. Right? Got to go to praying. Praying. Lord, I just thank you. This is what's going on. And I just thank you that you, you, you will meet and supply the need. You will give me what it is that I need. And you got to stand there and stay there. Another thing is, is that, that another way that you can pray is that you can pray in other tongues. And I know that sometimes, you know, believers, you, you, they've been taught a lot of different things and that that's passed away and all these, these things that are untrue. But if you're not filled with the Spirit, you really should be. And my encouragement to you is if, you, if you're not, it's, it's, you know, I understand you just need some teaching and you need to build up your faith and you got to come to a place where you can receive this gift that's from Him. Our prayer team, they have all of the resources and they'd love to help you in that, that journey. But here's what you got to understand about praying in the Spirit. It says in Jude 1.20, build Building yourself up on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the spirit. So another thing, you know, you can pray with your knowledge and you, and, and you should, Lord, I need your help and, and this is what's going on and I'm casting this on you and I'm coming to you and I'm waiting on you in prayer and, and that peace will come. But there is another thing that you can get if you have this, this gift that he, if you've received this gift. So it's, it's, an, it's, it's it, I guess it's incentive to, to, to figure out what that gift is and have that re- gift become a reality in your life because he wants you to have it. And it's just another tool that he gives you in your bag in order to, you know, really be effective when it comes to these times in your life where, man, you need encouragement, you know? So... Pray, uh, pray with him, give him, the, uh, give him the matter. Peace comes when we pray. Prayer is how we're built up. Number six, speak his word. Speak his word. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. A lot of people are like, ah, let's just claim it, claim it, you know, grab a blab at all these different things. Ah, it doesn't work. Well, guess what? Think about the children of Israel, man. They wandered around out in the middle of nowhere. And guess what they did the whole time? They complained. They're talking about the problem. They're talking about the chicken that the, you know, all this stuff that is coming down. Ah, we don't like that. We should go back to where we're coming from, you know. And what ended up happening? They stayed where they were. They got stuck. The word of God, he tells us right here to hold fast the confession Hold fast to it. Continue to confess what it is that you know his word to be true. And, and, and that complaining will not get you the rope that you need. And then finally, we're going to end here, bring this to a close with Pro- the end of Proverbs 6, or Proverbs 3, verse 6. It says, in all of your ways, submit to him. That's what we're talking about. 
and he will make your path straight. How many of you guys want him to make your path straight? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's what we came here for. We want it to be straight. God, whatever this is going on in my life, you got to straighten this out. Now, please, hurry. All the adjectives that go along with it. Faster. <laughs> Right? We can laugh about this. It's okay. We all know you're all impatient anyway, right? So we have to speak his promises. It's, 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 you know, and so what do we speak? Number one is this. I am with you. Speak, I am with you. What does it say? It says that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not be overwhelmed. Listen, you guys, you guys, we got to slow down and read this scripture. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about being in a place where, where it's overwhelming, being in a place where, man, the water is overcoming us and, and we're struggling. We got one nostril and we're like, we're going under. What's it saying right here? It's saying, man, when you pass through the water, I will be with you. Even in those times where you feel trouble and, and you, you need comfort and you need encouragement and things are not going well and all hell is breaking loose against you. That's what we're talking about because it's, it's gonna come to us. It's gonna come to us in, in, in many different ways. And for, I mean, it's just, you just gotta get ready for it. You, gotta just, you just gotta be ready for it. And if you're ready for it, then you, you understand these verses. It's like, man, I got, I got ammo and you like ammo because then you can shoot things down, right? When we, go to, when we go to Montana, we shoot prairie dogs. I'm sorry if you're a prairie dog lover, but we just do. There, you gotta think of it this way. Prairie dogs are like mice. Anybody have mice in your house? And you don't, nobody likes mice, right? No, nah, I bought a camper, it was full of mice. And I, I have a, a hatred for mice. And so I just take that hatred that I have and I poured it to the, they're just a little bit bigger mouse. That's really all they are, okay? But when we go out there, man, I mean, we have thousands of rounds of ammo just in case we were to get attacked or we need to fight and fend off, you know, the, the invasion of all of these, these little mice, right? The same thing is true. I know this is not in my notes. I'm sorry. It's a terrible illustration, but we're going with it. When the enemy comes, man, with all these little things, you got to have ammo. That's what this is. It's ammo. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And, and I will be with you through the rivers, and, and they shall not overwhelm you. How many of you guys want to do that? How many of you guys not want to be overwhelmed? I don't want to be overwhelmed, but he's going to be with us, and we won't be overwhelmed. Man, what a promise. That's a promise to you in your situation. You won't be overwhelmed, and when you walk through the fire, you won't even be burned. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. Go through tough situations. You know, hell's trying to burn you. No, I won't be burned. Why? Because he promised me this. And so the flame shall not consume you. Another one when it comes to uh, that he's with us is in Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. We're still talking about the encouraging word. These are promises, right? So we went through a whole list of things that we're supposed to do, and then these are all of the promises that he has given to us. And man, I just encourage you guys to take this sheet home, meditate on them, think about them, and say them, personalize them. 
Lord, I just thank you, man, that I won't, I won't be overtaken. I thank you that, that you're with me. Even though I'm walking through this thing, I won't be burned. I thank you, Father, that, you know, and you just begin to speak what it is that he said. What does it do? It, it, it encourages you. It brings you back up. It reminds you of what his promise is. And then you're not listening to all those, those things that the devil's trying to give you. Another thing is peace I give you. Peace I give you. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave you with. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, here's the thing, guys. Going back to what we said before, we can lean on our own understanding. And that's what happens when we lean on our own understanding. We're trying to get peace. That, that, that's, that's really what it boils down to. We need an encouraging word from, you know, our spouse or somebody or, you know, a coworker or a boss because we're, 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 there's just uncertainty. And that is leaning on your own understanding. That's trying to get peace from somebody who was never designed to give you the peace that you need. No, he said right here, I leave you with peace. Jesus, you are my peace. I thank you for peace. You give me peace in this situation. I choose your peace in my life, right? Because he gives it to us. Another one is he'll strengthen you. When you need it most, he will strengthen you. Look at what Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We know that one. Psalms 28.7 says, the Lord is my strength. And he is my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. That's a great verse right there. In your time of trouble, when you feel like you're going under, you should be saying that. Lord, you're my strength. You're my shield. I trust in you. You're going to help me. Amen. Amen. He strengthens you. And then this time when we're, when we're, waiting on the Lord, these are the scriptures you can just go to. It's your cheat sheet. Yes, I'm just gonna wait on you. I'm gonna wait more than five minutes and 12 seconds. Here's another promise of his. I will instruct you. Now this is a big one because Psalm 38 8 says this. I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way that you should go and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So that's encouraging to me that he is watching over me, right? He's, he, the Bible says that he leads and directs us, he guides us, he's watching us. But here's what you have to understand. I will instruct you and I will teach you, and I think that the reason that it is a big one is number one, are we allowing his instruction? Like in these times where pressure is high, stress is high, emotions are high, we're agitated, there's all of these problems that are going on, you know, we have to come to a place where we are allowing his instruction. We have to allow it. We have to go to him in those times of waiting and we have to say, Lord, I receive, I want and I receive your instruction. Number two, are we hearing it? Now listen, it's one thing to listen, it is another thing to hear, okay? I'm just going to tell this, you know, sometimes I'm watching TV and I'm extremely focused on whatever it is that I'm watching, you know, how to restore a car or how to mine for gold. You just never know when you're going to restore a car or when you're going to mine for gold. Okay. And sometimes my wife, she'll begin to talk to me and I'm a man. I am in the TV box. My mind cannot do two things at once. And so she's talking. I'm listening, but I'm not really hearing her. 
right? And then you get to the end of it. And she's like, what did I say? And that's when you realize you didn't hear it and you didn't understand it and it's not good. And right? Yeah. So the same thing is true with your heavenly father. You are struggling. You are agitated. You're in the water. And you're just like, Lord, where's the rope? Where's the rope? And he, he will give you instruction just as I do when I'm, when I'm driving the boat and it's like I'm yelling at the person in the water, listen, do this and do this and do this. I will get you the rope. Then you're going to keep your arms straight. You're going to do it. I'm giving the instruction, but they're not, they're not hearing it. They're not listening to it. Sometimes they don't want, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> right? So they are yelling, I kept my arms straight and, and, and uh, all of the things, you know, they don't want to hear the instruction, you know? And so, and so I think we're the same way sometimes. We just don't, we don't allow it and we don't want to hear it. And then thirdly, we just, are we, are we doing the instructions? Are we doing the instructions that he, that he told us? Because it will come. His, he, his word is true. His instruction will come to you in those times where you, you feel stressed and, and, the, and there's a problem and there's an issue. The question is, what will you do with it when it comes? What will you do? Sometimes I think that it is not what we want to hear. How many of you guys have ever gotten instruction from the Lord and he says, do this, and you're like, I don't want to do that, right? He says, I want you to forgive. I don't want to do that. Or he says, I want you to give. I don't want to do that. Or he says, I want you to walk in love. I don't think I want to do that either. That's just a, that's just a decision on our part that we don't want to follow the instructions that he, he's given to us, but yet we want a rope. God, give me a rope. And he's like, dude, I, 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 the rope's right by your arm. You know, just, just grab the rope and do what it is that I told you to do. I told you the first, you got, first thing you got to do, you got to forgive him. Now, he doesn't talk to you that. He's kind. But you know what I mean. You know, he, he wants you, he wants to pull you out of the situation that you find yourself in. But man, we got to listen to the, the instructions. And sometimes, guys, it's going to be hard. What it is that he tells you to do in order to get you out of the situation that you find yourself in, it could be challenging. It could be hard. It could be, you know, you really don't want to do it, but it's like, you know what, Lord, this is what you're telling me to do. And I've encouraged you guys before that, you know, you need to have a notebook or you need to have a note in your phone when it comes to these things that he specifically says to you. Listen. You need to have it. Because the problem is, is that if you don't value what it is that he is telling you to do, you'll do one of these, right? Around and around we go, and where we stop, no one knows. I can remember this, we had this old, uh, my aunt and uncle had this really old uh, merry-go-round, and I mean to tell you, it was dangerous. Like, if you got in the middle, it's over with, you know? <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, it's like, we wanna get off the merry-go-round, and so we gotta do the instructions. We gotta do what it is that he says, even if it's hard. And so if you continue to make the same trip around the mountain, uh, or maybe you're on the crazy train and you just can't get off, maybe you just need to go back to what it is that he last told you to do. Or maybe you just need to say, Lord, I repent. I didn't write down what it is that you told me to do, and I need you to remind me again. <laughs> 
because I was not listening and I did not hear what you said and I did not value it and I didn't write it down. And he will, he'll remind you. He'll say, this is what you need to do. And so my encouragement to you is, is, is to write those things down. Man, when he speaks clearly, just, just write it down and put the date on it and then just make it go like this down through that note and you can scroll back through it and you can, and you can look because sometimes, man, when you're in those moments where it's like, it's tough, and you're, it's like, what is going on? Why do I continue to go around this? If you go back to the note, oh gosh, it's right here. He told me four months ago to, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm just telling, telling you, that's how I've experienced it. Because go back to the last thing that he instructed you to do, and if you haven't done it, repent for not doing it, and then do it, right? And then uh, another thing is, another promise here is, is grace. How many of you guys want grace? I do. I've been given a lot of grace, and so I need to give grace, but look what it says here in 2 Corinthians twelve nine. It says, but he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you. So in those times where things are, are tough, in those times where it's challenging, in those times where you feel like you are going under, you need to understand he's with you and you need to understand that his grace is sufficient. It may not change in three minutes and 42 seconds like Taco Bell. But it's like, you know what? I'm gonna do what his word tells me to do. I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding. I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna submit my ways to him. I'm gonna look at his promises and keep them in front of my eyes and, and do those things and then he will get you out of that because look at this. Things are working for your good. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. See, the thing is, guys, is that right before you pull a skier up out of the water, once they finally get the rope that you throw them, right? That's the title of this message, right? Throw me a rope. And, and, and we get the person in the water. If I were going to teach you how to ski, I would get you the rope. You'd have it in your hands. And then there's one thing. The last thing that I would do is I would take out the slack. Now, if I didn't like you and I wanted to be really ornery, I'd just lay, you know, just hammer down and try to pull your arms off your body or something like that. But that's, that's, that's cruel, right? And, and I, and, but no, you know, a good teacher is going to take out the slack. They're going to say, are you ready? And then they're going to say, okay, do the things that I've instructed you to do. I'm going to pull you up out of the water. And that's, that is, you know, really what we're talking about here today is, is that, you know, and sometimes it's, it's so funny. We got this, my niece's boyfriend came one time to, to ski in, in uh, Okaboji and he was a beginner skier and he got up. But I mean, it was the funniest thing you've ever seen. Like he was, he'd fall down and hit the water. And, and I mean, his legs were like super wide and just, I mean, it was the funniest. I wish I had it on video. It was the funniest thing you've ever seen, you know? And, and, and that's the thing sometimes like you might get, just get pulled, you know, way out of, out of where you were sitting in the muck and the mire and all the stuff. And he might get pulled down, down the way a little bit. And then you fall back down in it. And some of it's like, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm back in the water. And then he's got to come back around and get that rope and you take out the slack and it'll pull you. And, and soon it'll be a distant memory of what it is that you went through in your life, the challenge, the thing that you were going through. If you'll just take this cheat sheet and begin to work it in your life. Amen. So Throw me a rope. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that uh, 
Your word's alive, it's active, it's helping us do everything that we need to do. I believe, Father God, tonight that this is an hour word for, for some people that are in here. And Lord, I know that there's gonna be people that we come into contact with that, that, that they need encouragement. They need your word. And so, Father God, I just pray that as believers, we wouldn't just uh, simply be people that know your word, but Father God, we'd just be people that are uh, uh, doers. But not only that, we're sh- we share and we give and we encourage and we pray for people and and we continue to lift them up and and help them in their time of need, Father. And so I just thank you that you're giving uh, people boldness tonight that in their lives and in their walks, Father God, that's, that's how they're operating. Lord, for those, Lord, that are going through some really difficult situations, you know, we would never want to make light of that because there are times, Father God, where it does feel hopeless. But God, we've seen very, very clearly tonight that that you do offer hope, that you are with us in these times, that you care. You'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. And so, Father, I just pray tonight that if there's anybody in here and that's where they find themselves, they find themselves in a, in a hopeless situation. God, I, I thank you that you're, you're bringing that hope. You're bringing that peace in their life, Father. You're helping them, Father, in, in what it is that you, you have for them. You're helping them to see the great plan that you have in store for them. Help them to see tonight too, Lord, that, that, that this will soon be a memory that's distant in their, in their memory. And I thank you, Father God, that you're strengthening them. You're strengthening them to walk this out. You're strengthening them to do the tough things. You're strengthening them that, uh, to, 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 to follow the instruction that you've given to them. And I thank you, Father God, that as they obey, you'll bring great blessing in their life. You'll, they'll begin to see the, the things change. They'll begin to see the pain leave. They'll begin to see the restoration take place in their family, in their life, or in their marriage, or they'll, they'll begin to see the change that within their job or within their business. I thank you, Father, for it. Lord, we know that th- these are not just ideas. They're not man's ideas, but, but Father, they are the power that has the ability to set the captive free. And so if there's anybody hidden here tonight, Father, that, that feels like a captive, I thank you tonight that they will walk from this place understanding that they are free in Jesus name and we thank you father for it in Jesus name amen isn't he good